You invited me on, asshole. I I didn't say got nothing to do with you. Got it. It's tired of doing this. <laughs> Attention, uh, we're seeking replacement rat side review members. <laughs> hey, I heard, whole you, I heard the host of G4 looking for a job. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Oh God, that poor, that poor shit. Jesus Christ. Well, piss on your audience. Well, okay, one person pissed on their audience. Both of them did. Frost and Adam Sessler. Yeah, well, it's Adam Sessler, though. He sucks. <laughs> X, X-Play was only good because of Morgan Webb. And G4 was good because of Kevin Pereira and Olivia Munn. Uh, Kevin Pereira, I mean, they tried with Attack of the Show when they redid it. It was meh. Well, I thought the segment with him and Chris Jericho as Thor was very, very funny. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, them doing live action D&D was pretty funny. Okay. Hello and welcome to Rat Cell Review. It's a spooky season. So spooky. Oh, there's Manny. I thought he left. Well, welcome everybody to Red Salad Review. Hey. Hello, Jabronis. Where's Lou? I'm right here. Lou's right there. He's, he's being head, a ghost. He's like a ghost. Yeah. It's very he's very spooky, very mysterious. Oh yeah, it's very spooky, very scary, very evil. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh today is our t- uh, shit. Thirteenth installment of oh, Iron Maiden. Versus oh. Judas Priest. It won't end. It won't end. Well, this is only the second to last episode. Thank God. Because <laughs> I almost couldn't make this one because we didn't do last week's episode. I was kind of happy no, about that. It threw that. me off not doing an episode, but I'll be glad when this is over. Yeah, we need to, really need to move, <laughs> move on from this. But uh, as usual, we start off with uh, some things that we've gotten in the mail. Who wants to go first? Anybody get anything? I know, James, you might have got something for a change. I did get something here. Now, Now, only maybe Lou will enjoy this, but uh, I What'd went to the, the Steve Martin and Martin Short uh, show in Knoxville uh, last weekend, and he brought out the, or Steve Martin was playing the banjo and brought out the Steep Canyon Rangers, and they have a new CD out called Be Still Moses as my green screen goes to hell. And it's actually they are awesome here. Nobody can see that. Let me just go to regular view here. Yeah, please do. Let's view stop this game. Sake. Sake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now right. I can see you all. Let me turn yes, it back. Exactly. Here. We're much more beautiful. Uh actually the funny thing is they actually have a have a song here with no, Boys don't Men, turn it back, which is hilarious. <laughs> so but it was it was great, great uh concert, great uh, comedy show, all wrapped into one. Steve Martin and Martin Short still have all the comedic timing that they had back in the eighties when they were on cocaine and uh, good times. <laughs> and, you know, it was just, it was a very fun time getting to hear my wife just laugh out loud multiple times was worth the price of admission right there. So there you go. That was what I bought. That's good. You needed a healthy dose of uh, laughter. Oh yeah. After listening to this shit. Absolutely. Well, that's not what I meant, but you know, you know. <laughs> what about you, Lou? Um, well, um, 
I got duped into. I mean, I happily purchased <laughs> this CD right here, the new Splintered Throne. Oh, you got and, yours? Yes, I did. And it says uh, autographed by the lovely Lisa Mann. Thank you, Lou. Big heart, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. You look fabulous on the back cover, honey, by the way. And uh, along with that also came some cool stickers. Got uh, Splintered Throne. Yes. Splintered Throne with the snake and the dagger. A cool patch that I would like to put on my denim coat. And a heavy metal magazine card. But it's cool. It's like Frank Frank Rosetta type softcore porn, so I can't complain. Anyway. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Other than that, uh, let's see. I bought this from my daughter. Alvin of the Chipmunks meets the Wolfman. Hell yeah. Hey. And um, oddly enough, I actually just got a CD in the mail from Amazon. I didn't realize I actually had the physical CD itself, but I just didn't have the jewel case for it. But um, in the mail, I ordered a copy of Songs in the Key of X, the X-Files soundtrack. Oh, I have that. I haven't played it in years, so, but yeah, I have it. I forgot how much I love the Foo Fighters cover of um, Gary Newman's Down mm. in the Park. Oh, yeah, that's excellent, actually. And my other favorite track on this would have to be the uh, Hands of Death, Burn Baby Burn, Alice Cooper and Rob Zombie. So, God, I'm dropping some Alice love right now. Alice! I got but, the new Alice live album, but it's over there somewhere. Uh, live at AstroTurf, I guess it's called. It's the original lineup, minus Glenn Boxton when they reunited uh, mm-hmm. in the 2000 and was it 2000 and 2015, maybe? It was to promote Dennis Dunaway's book, which I recommend reading if you guys haven't read it. And uh, it's like, you know, other than everyone looking older, they sound great. It was amazing. And Ryan Roxy uh is playing the part of glenn boxton anyway a good show and uh and then i'll you guys can get back to me i'll show you the other thing i got speaking of um, books uh brian johnson released a book and i keep seeing jesse fink <laughs> comment ooh, on all the uh don't get him yeah, started it's not happy it's not pretty what are we gonna say no um <laughs> i i actually asked jesse about it i said you know i mean i i, I can't fault brian johnson for taking the opportunity of a lifetime to sing for a band that was about to explode, yeah. you know, cause I think if anyone had that opportunity, uh, they would have taken it too. And, and I did tell Jesse, I said, I don't bear him no ill will for taking that opportunity. And he, and he responded respectfully, may I add, he said, I could because he's exacerbating a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, are you talking about the meeting of Bon Scott and him? So, no, no, the basically the back and black know, thing. Yeah, because yeah. you know Jesse, and again, proven by um, interviews with people who knew Bon at the time. Um, you know uh, Jesse in his book, uh, Bon the. Uh, this last, right highway. Last, highway. last highway the last yeah. highway last thank highway. you i have it right yeah. here um you know states in the book that that bond did write lyrics for back in black which to this day um the members of acdc deny but when it happened at the time his loss they admitted that he wrote lyrics for it mm-hmm. so you know i respect jesse fink's search for truth in a world where 
the music industry really shows no transparency and consistently pushing their own narrative. Ask any heritage band, and that's what they do, with the exception of Rush, because they're respectful people. Um, you know, it's just uh, it's a shame. Well, I will say this about Brian Johnson. In my opinion, first of all, there was no guarantee that they were going to explode. Replacing a singer, especially one like Bon Scott, is no guarantee that you're going to make it big. As a matter of fact, all bets should have been against him. And I don't. I think if you would have gotten anyone but Brian Johnson, it wouldn't have been as huge. That's my opinion. You know, Brian Johnson was the perfect and only person to be able to not fill those shoes because he's a different man. But you know, replace Bon Scott. That's my opinion. As far as Jesse's uh, contention, yeah, I agree with him on Back in Black. On uh, on a lot of lyrics were written by Bon. I don't think all of them were. And uh, uh, you know, and you know, Bon Scott's estate still makes money off Back in Black, and the Bon Scott estate owns partial of the name ACDC, or however that works. I don't know what percentage that is, but anyway, you know, as far as Brian Johnson's book, that's his perspective, that's his story, not Bon Scott's story. So that's my take on it. No, it's a good point. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a great point because you're right, Bon, uh, bon Scott and Brian Johnson are kind of like they're they're different but they're very similar in like the way of you kind of need that swagger and you know debauchery type angle when you're being the lead singer of acdc you know and brian does it a different way but is kind of similar in the way of yeah he like he's he's all about womanizing and and having a good time so yeah Brian's lyrics are nowhere near clever as Bond. Oh, oh gosh, no, 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 yeah. no. Like far from. Given even back in black, that's why I say, given the dog a bone, what do you do for money, honey? I like those songs, but Bond would have never written anything like that, in my opinion. You shook me all night long. Definitely, your rock and roll lane noise pollution. Even hell's bells, to a certain extent. You know, that's my opinion. I don't have any concrete proof. That's just what I feel. You know, and the melodies are definitely Bonds, but. Again, Bond's not here, and Brian had to make him his own. So, um, you know, so there you go. I will say um, this. The ACDC album that I've been listening to religiously lately has been Powerage. Which is and, one of the best ACDC albums ever. So. And I think about it, and somehow I found myself listening to Back in Black, like sort of like doing my own, I guess, yeah. gestation of the situation. And I could see how lyrics on Powerage, you know, you could derive some of the lyrics on Back in Black as coming from the same wellspring of inspiration. Not all of them, but some of them. Right, right. And it's just, as much as I like the, the Brian era, even I have to admit, with the exception of a couple of albums, the quality of the songwriting has somewhat depleted since back, yeah. since back in black at least i agree with that i still like the albums but i i you know we made fun of a walk in the park is better than uh whatever but a shot in the dark is better than a yeah. walk in the park yes that know. is terrible lyrics but you know nobody's listening to acdc brian johnson era expecting you know uh you know Shakespeare. Wadsworth. 
yeah uh, exactly. a, a picasso on the lyrics <laughs> right and, stuff. Um, and and stan says the only good acdc album is ball breaker you're a ball breaker right now for saying that stupid <laughs> stupid statement <laughs> well I, I actually like ball breaker but there's a good example of terrible lyrics that brian is not responsible for that's all no not on record he's not responsible for any lyrics after blow up your video which makes no sense because it's not like those guys are great lyricists i mean i love the albums but again you know nobody's buying ball breaker and taking it back because oh my god these lyrics you know no you know well yeah but again the favor falls to the victors and you know uh, if anything the young brothers are the sole proprietors of the name acdc yeah so you know anyone who's a hired gun they can say well you can either take this or you can walk bond's death is probably why that estate has a piece of that action you know he was Mm -hmm. alive they he probably would be a partner but not a partner of the name not you know what i mean not the ownership so yeah, I get anyway, it. I like Jesse. I enjoyed interviewing him. I don't disagree with his contention. Um, as far as Brian Johnson, again, this is Brian's story, not Bond's, and and uh, that's my take on it. I'll buy the book, you know, and and read it. And um, it's a it's a it's it's a memoir. Memoirs, uh, whether it's a rock star, and I've read plenty of those. Or presidential memoirs, I've read plenty of those. Or movie stars. They're self-serving to a certain extent. Yes, very. Well, they're that, that telling kind of, your story. Yeah, it's kind of the point of a memoir is kind of to be a little self-serving. So yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. even even autobiographies to the same extent. You know, like I I, I I've you know read Steve Jobs' autobiography and all that stuff. So and they are they are very self-serving. They kind of do build up the character as Superman. But I mean, he's it's the per, it's the person who's singing it. You know, it's not it's mm-hmm. it's not it's supposed to be. 100 percent accurate you know he's going to be telling stories so there's going to be yeah there, there's going to there's going to be a little bit of gimmick in there brother and, oh definitely and absolutely and as far as brian johnson you know whether you like acdc or not brian johnson is a legend and brian johnson has helped keep that name alive and in a certain extent kept Juan scott's name alive and i think he deserves respect for that in my opinion so there's Wayne, three. Take- Wayne, what about you? Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm I agree with everybody. Yeah, and uh, such a politician, Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> such a politician. <laughs> I like all like, eras of uh, ACDC. I do too. I prefer the Bon Scott era. Right, but, right. Um, you know, Bond's not here. I wish he was here. Uh, we all do. But I, I don't. I don't think you know Brian's a you know a terrible guy. He's just doing what he's told to do, basically. You know. So yeah. I don't Look, think anyone's guy, saying he's a bad guy. No. Yeah, I mean, the people that were going to thought about replacing him, uh, the guy from the Crocus is a good singer, but no, he wouldn't fit in ACDC. Mm-hmm. The guy from Heaven, terrible idea. I just mm. can't see anyone who would have who would have fit as well as Brian Johnson did. That's, maybe, that's... maybe Angry Anderson of Rose Tattoo, possibly. Hey, maybe, but he wouldn't have been accepted like Brian was, you know. That's mm. my I think I think the best thing is that the best part of the story when he first got his edition was that he walks into the studio and grabs and like they offer him a beer and he downs it right there. And it's like, okay, that's, that's your lead singer right there. <laughs> Where'd you hear that story? That's, that's from uh, a Brian Johnson story from long ago. And he was getting a call from the uh, German uh, agent that they had at the time. She, you know, they were, they were, I forget what they were doing. And 
she goes, uh, you know, we have a we we have an audition for you, but we cannot say the name, but the name goes with AC and DC. And he goes, Oh, oh yeah, AC, she, DC. what are the initials? And she told him the name. Yeah, she told him the yeah. name, and she goes, Oh, AC DC he goes, Shiza. And yeah, so he walks into the walks into the stage where they're where they're practicing, you know, they're doing auditions, and he just grabs one of the Newcastles and downs it right there. Yeah, I don't think those guys seriously considered anyone else. I mean, they actively look for Brian Johnson and I mean, I know Jesse has uh, doesn't believe the story that, you know, about Von Scott recommending Brian Johnson, but obviously he didn't recommend them because Bond had no idea he was going to die. But um, I don't totally have a hard time believing that. I mean, Jordy wasn't exactly setting the world on fire record wise, so they, they weren't been, even uh, together. Yeah. So well, yeah, but we're talking about 1972 when. Fraternity had changed their name to Fang, and they toured Australia. Jesse would know. I mean, he, the guys traveled everywhere and, and researched the story, you know. Yeah, he was uh, in Indonesia when we interviewed him. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and so, not only, and um, so anyway, that's, yeah. uh, you know. so, so have you, did you get anything, Manny? Uh, I did get that, Alice, but I found this. I don't know if I showed this last week, but Castle Donington, uh, um vinyl never put out on cd it's uh what day was this august 15th 1980 and it's got uh rainbow was the headliner with graham bonnet scorpions saxon april wine riot and a group called touch that's not remembered but very uh melodic hard rock kind of vein of foreigner it's pretty cool it's just a slice of rock and roll history so you know Nothing speaking, speaking of rock and roll history, Manny, yeah. it, uh, we we talked about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame introductions this no. year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, if well, we're no, talking wait, about wait. before 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 we start with that, should we go through the list? Well, matter of fact, James, why don't you do the honors, please? <laughs> before you do that, Eric Adams just texted me. I better not hear you or Wayne were at Iron Maiden tonight. Well, if we could be, that'd be amazing if we could transport so quickly. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is yeah, we're, we're, we're doing a, uh, an amazing multicast while they're watching. You're gonna magically hear, you know, the ranger in the background. Um, so for the so, so we had a we had a news break this this uh this week of uh, the uh inductee nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for this year. So, James, and, uh, before you continue, are these guys actually being inducted? They're not on the list, these are the nominees. Oh, nominees. All right. These are the nominees. I don't think they have they have finalized the list. But they didn't even induct this year's uh candidates yet. They haven't uh, even inducted it yet. So how are they going to start with this one? So these are the nominees. All right. So these are the people who are up for co- consideration. Already? Wow. Go ahead. Yes, yes. This is this year's this year's uh crop that they're gonna pick from. So you got Beck, which is which is a pretty good choice there. You got Pat Benatar, mm-hmm. you got uh Katie Bush. I don't know who the hell that is, but who gives a shit? Yeah, you hate Bush. The, yeah, you do know running up is. that hill. Oh, yeah. You just don't I realize who she is. I just don't realize you know. it. Yeah. yeah, Isn't that the only song she's known for? Yes. Uh, no. Overseas, she's huge, but over mm. here, no. And yeah, she well, did have a hit with Peter Gabriel. She did have a hit off no. uh, his So album called Don't Give Up. That was a beautiful song. I'm actually a Kate Bush fan, but Wayne, I don't know if that'd be up your alley. It's a little too arty, a little too... I like that one song. Well, they, you know... Anyway. One song. You Thank can't you, just base man. your career on one song. <laughs> yeah. 
then, then we got then we got Devo, who I swore was already in there, but you know, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, they might be under consideration. Why are uh, Duran Duran, who should be in there, by the way, if we're going to talk about talk about music, Duran Duran should be in there. Absolutely, I really thought they were in there. I thought they were too. Yeah, the they might be. Uh, Eminem, who I don't think is rock and roll, but hey, whatever. No, right. uh, the Arrhythmics. The reason why I'm bringing too. up this this entirely is Judas Priest, who are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I don't know why. They're I getting know. inducted this year under musical excellence. That doesn't make any sense. That makes no damn sense. Okay, so that there, makes so, no so, sense. So, Somebody, sorry, one off it's, the list it's, it's it's the Miss Congeniality Award is Miss what it is. Congeniality Award. Uh, we got the MC5. Who I thought we were already been, in. No, they've get nominated every year, and every year they get shot down. Ah. The New York Dolls. Once again, same another, thing with them. They the get same thing with them every year. Yeah. Uh, Dolly Parton, who's actively asked not to be in this damn thing, but she should be in. She we'll should be in. Yeah. The uh, the the great band uh, uh, Van uh, Heavy Metal Van Hammer. <laughs> then he got Lionel Richie. See, this is where I'm suspicious of your list. <laughs> <laughs> you should. You should. It's it's a great band. Uh, Lionel Richie. What? I thought he was in there. Anyway. I thought he was in there, but hey, you know what? This, this, this list is just nominees, so you know you never know. Uh, Carly Simon, who I really swore was on this, I was pretty sure. I think I think CBS Philly might have might have gotten this a little wrong. Yeah, you uh, know what? Whoever sent you this list has uh, been drinking because uh, I think Duran Duran got in last year. Uh, did they? Uh, who I knows? think. I don't know. I don't care a shit about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I just thought this was a fun list. I never cared about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, what's is that it? What else is on? Do, the we have called to... Quest, who should be in there. I thought, yeah. And then Dionne Warwick, who I don't know. Dionne Warwick. Dionne Warwick. I don't know. I don't know. That's that. what friends are for. Oh, okay, know. not for for that song. She shouldn't be in. But well, I know. I don't like her music. But, but you know, I, I kind of want to see what the chat thinks about that list. You know, they probably think it sucks. Well, <laughs> Stan says Whit Crane of Ugly Kid Joe would be a good replacement for Brian Johnson. I mean, does anybody know yeah. who Van Hammer is? I mean, I've heard a few of their songs. Should I play a song now? I mean, I think you should, Wayne. I think, I think you should, think you should Wayne. I, think I, you should. I, I liked him better when he was a member of the flock. <laughs> Whoa, be careful with that. Oh, no, he wasn't part of the flock. He was part of freaking the uh, the uh, Misfits of Mayhem. No, he was part of the flock. Yeah, I thought he was part of the Misfits, Misfits of Mayhem. He was part of the flock with Saturn and Sick Boy. Okay, whatever. Just in case nobody knows who. Uh, please, please play. Van Hammer is. Let's uh, let's take a look. Oh, it is a real video. That's for real. <laughs> I can't believe you've never heard of this, Manny. Yeah, you never heard of this song? Fuck no, thank God. This was on Headbangers Ball like every night. Yeah, it was. It was. I don't know what you're talking about. Headbangers Ball. Yeah, Ricky Look Rackman at that. Look at that pyro. Talk about this. Wow. Look at that. Really? This was on Headbangers Ball? It looks like it belongs on Logo more. <laughs> <laughs> the only girl in the whole entire building. You know, what, I want to know that how, one. How, yeah, I mean, like, I, here, here's my question: How did Eric Gagne get on there? <laughs> yeah, that's how I play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does look better than Sammy Hagar sings. 
Oh, see, he's gonna kill. Oh, see, that's not that's, that's I would have done the same thing. Look at that! Look at that! Look at that! No, 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 oh, no, I can't no, take no, it. Why? Cut the torture now. Kill it. <laughs> no, there's a good solo coming up here. I swear. Great solo. That's you missed the solo. Where is a good solo? There isn't. I'm just lying. <laughs> well, I thought so. <laughs> yeah, I Actually, I don't even God, think he, he plays guitar through this whole thing at all. He was not man on playing not. the guitar? I, I, I don't you, know. Wayne. I don't, it's a little sus. A little sus? A little sus. <laughs> no, Man Mountain Rock was the only true guitarist in wrestling. You're yes. damn right he was. He can ride a motorcycle. My question is... So, so could Magnum TA. But we're this not is true. <laughs> and he rode it without a motorcycle because it would have messed up his mullet. Exactly. My question is this. How come everything in WCW... All right, enough of that. How come everything in WCW 1992 looked like a softcore porno film? I swear. <laughs> my I want boy, to stop me. You, didn't, you didn't know anything about it. My boy. Oh, <laughs> forgot. Uh, that's that, right. That was... <laughs> my boy. My boy. My boy. That was, that was fucking awful. The it reminded me he's, he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's a, rock, he's a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominee, sir. Uh, yes, more respect. Maybe. Put some respect on that name. <laughs> oh my God! Respect the jabroni. Respect the jabroni. reminded me of Thor with less talent. But anyway, <laughs> next week, yeah, next I, week I, when I, we do, you know, what did you get in the mail? Whatever, Manny's going to have a uh, heavy metal Van Hammer CD. Damn yes. right, he is. Or a copy of Zombie Nightmare with Thor as the star of the film. And it, it is a good movie. I wouldn't. It I prefer not, the MST3K version. That's a fucking horrible movie. If I you know, watch it on MST3K, it's not as bad. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's still bad. Anything MST3K is going to make it great. Even Night of the Lupus makes it better. Thor and, actually had a catchy song Thunder and the Thundra. How come nobody thought of writing a song called Thunder on the Tundra before? I mean, come on. I mean, the the lyrics write themselves. I mean, I I like the song uh, Lightning Strikes Again, but uh, I mean, that's about it. I like Thor, and he's been on our show, so watch your mouth. John Michael Thor has been on the show. When has Thor been on your show? He really has? Yeah, he has been. Uh, Maybe a year or two ago, yeah. Then, uh, Couldn't have been right. a year ago because I was a co-host. Right, so it's right before you then. Okay. So watch what, watch what, this video get struck what, what down did, because what we played. We had the you asked to play Van Thor. Hammer for the promo I don't so long ago. Yeah, we'll probably get a strike now. Dude, but, uh, I used the only documentary I've ever heard where he apparently did porn and got fired from porn because his penis is too small. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making that up. It's in the actual documentary. Do you remember whatever it was called? Yes, I did see that documentary. And I, I don't think it was hardcore porn. I think it was like softcore, but whatever. Well, this, yeah. We but, won't uh, get into let, Let's get into the show. But I, I got some stuff. I got the live from the uh, AstroTurf Alice Cooper CD. That's the one I got. Excellent. That's pretty cool. And um, I listened to this a little bit. A lot of uh, mixed reactions to this album, the new Queensryche. Well, that dude from Sea of Tranquility said it was it was uh, Mike Meek's album of the year. Really? That's yeah, yeah. I, I just saw his review that. today. I... Wait till he hears the Severed Angel album North. if that ever comes out. Yeah, it's not coming out. That's, that's going to be gone forever. Yeah. Uh, what? What did you think of it? I, I I heard it in the background while I was driving, so okay, I didn't yeah, really pay attention to it. Just, yeah. But I did kind of like what I heard, so I don't know why people are bitching about it. I don't know. 
I don't know. I like Todd Latroy or whatever his name is. Voice. I've, I've got his solo album. It's pretty good. Um, it's not Jeff Tate, but he doesn't, you know, I think on the first album, he kind of tried to emulate that, yeah. or maybe the songs are written for Jeff Tate and he just, but I think he finally has his own uh, spin on the band, you know, his own identity yeah. with it. Anyway, I like Queens, right? But I mean, there's what one guy left. Two guys left. Okay. Two guys left. It's Michael Wilton and uh, Eddie Jackson. And full disclosure, guys, I haven't been able to listen to Queens Rike after Chris DeGarmo left. Is this album even worth listening to? I don't know. I'll buy it, not? but you know, it's different. It doesn't say, actually. It sounds a little bit more like older Queens Rike to me than the last few albums have. I'll give but it a the, chance then. I'll give it a chance. But, but a big part of their sound was that drummer who right. fucked off. Yeah. Um, and I actually like Scott Rock and whatever the hell his Feld. name is. Yeah, fuck him. But anyway, he just decided to <laughs> guess stop getting him on the show now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like him, but he just fucked off. Yeah, and, thanks, know. Manny, for ruining yeah, our chance to interview goes, Queens right there. There goes that. And uh, a guy that's been on the show before, and we want to have him on again at some point. Uh, Vision dad. video. Yes, got that. Who the fuck is that, it's a really good album, actually. I've listened is to it on it? Amazon. Yeah, no, I don't know really anything good. about it. So. You weren't on the show with us, man. You weren't. He was not with Got That. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Oh, okay. He wasn't Greg with, he was. was with Rusty, but the Gothic band from. Uh, oh, okay, I forget where they're from. But, Athens, uh, Georgia. Uh, Athens, Georgia. Athens, Georgia. Yeah. So and their name is uh, what Vision, Vision Video. Video. Yep. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a former army captain, infantry captain. I remember you guys talking about it. Yeah, and very he, cool he does, guy, he does TikToks cool as got that. Oh, that's who you guys. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah very cool. Uh, Hi Leo there, baby. Says, that's yeah. Leo says uh, new Queens Reich is good, uh, worth a listen. Granted, I Spotify it. LOL. Okay, right. Leo, take your advice. Thank you. Guys, I suggest go listen to it. And make your own assumptions. Don't be like Mark Alden Taylor and saying sabotage sucks. Well, he also said the new Halloween sucks. Yeah, you did that too. Uh, I and I enjoyed like, it. I, I liked the new Halloween. What was wrong with it? No, no, not Halloween. Halloween. Halloween, Halloween, Halloween ends. The Michael oh, I don't Myers want to hear. It. Don't tell me anything about it. I want to. I'm gonna see it with my daughter this weekend. Michael Myers right. dies. I enjoyed it. He never fucking dies. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> he All can't right. die. No, I know that. That's why I always say Michael Myers dies because he never dies. <sighs> Just like Iron Maiden versus Judas Priest, it never dies. It never ends. But we are at the final frontier. That is the 15th studio album by Iron Maiden, released in August uh, of 2010 at 76 minutes and 34 seconds. It is the band's third longest studio album to date. Well, from this point. Um, and Melvin Grant, a longtime contributor to the band's artwork, created the cover art. It is the band's final album to be released through EMI Records, marking the end of their 30 year relationship. It is also the last album to use the band's alternate logo. Uh, the Final Frontier is the band's first studio album in nearly four years, making it one of the longest gaps between one album and the following. Uh, the album received favorable, favorable reviews from the critics and peaked number one in 28 countries, this including the United Kingdom, where it became the band's fourth release on top of the UK album charts. Following 1982's Number of the Beast, 88's uh, Seventh Son of the Seventh Son, and 92's Fear of the Dark. Uh, Final Frontier also charted number four in the United States, marking a highest placement in the Billboard 200 until it was surpassed by 2021 Sinjutsu at number three. Uh, in addition to gaining the band's first Grammy Award, the best metal performance category for the song El Dorado, kind of weird, uh, released as a free download on June uh, 8th, 2010. 
EMI released the album in most of the world while in the United States it was released jointly by Universal Music. Blah, 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 blah. All right. No, nothing else matters in there. But uh, yeah, actually, the, the one thing that's kind of interesting. Oh, no, wait, never mind. Wrong album. Forget what I just was going to talk All about. All right. About the review of the album. Uh, I remember liking this album uh, when I first heard it. And uh, I listened and then I listened to some songs from time to time. But uh, I don't think this album has aged very well. Uh, I never understood why they made Satellite 15 uh, together with the final Frontier track. Like th- that should have been like a separate thing because I don't want to listen to five minutes of that nonsense. You know, it's just stupid to me. I, I just I don't understand it. Yes, you're coming around to my way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Eric Adams just called us merciless bastards again. Uh, and James, how do you have Wi-Fi in that mountain? Secret. <laughs> but yeah, he moonlights as Jason Bateman in Ozark. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that whoa, intro whoa, goes whoa, on. Whoa, for whoa, 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 whoa! We don't talk about that. Sorry, there, Heisenberg. Anyways, move on. Uh, anyway, I wish that Satellite 15 was a, a separate track from the Final Frontier because I actually like Final Frontier. It's a really good opening for the album. Uh, El Dorado, the first single they released was cool, but um, they, they could have thought of a better beginning to that song because it sounds like almost the album starts over again, the way they start that song off. Just very weird as a second track to me. Um, uh, the rest of the album just takes a nosedive. Maybe I was just not in the right mood to hear this, but Coming Home, The Talisman, and Where the Wild Wind Blows are, a better song, are the better songs on the album. The rest just feels like they were just thrown together. So I'm not a huge fan of this album. It just doesn't do much for me. What about you, James? All right. So Satellite 15 should have never been on this album. It sucks. For the record, this, uh, this review is three weeks in the making. This was three weeks in the making. And I actually did get everybody a little little taste of what I had on this. Because I actually listened to this properly when everybody else fucking wasn't. Miserable. Oh, oh, hold on a minute. Rocky uh, Rocky Baia is here. I have really ever. I don't think he's ever been in the chat. So hello, Rocky. Hello, Rocky. All right. Well, well, if Rocky, unfortunately, if you like Iron Maiden, uh, tough shit. Anyway, um, he does like Iron Maiden. The, fi- the Final Frontier, actually, I really liked it. So I thought The Final Frontier was a great song. Well, it should have kept that. Just should have just fucking cut up Satellite 15. Right. El Dorado, excited caveman noises. We need more chugga chugga guitar sounds. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, there chugga it is. chugga. Anyway, um, Mother Mercy, way better sound this album. The songs are still a bit long, but it's getting better than the last album. Since the tie-in was like the last one was long as meandering as shit. Uh, coming home is just yacht rock it sucks the alchemist classic sound it's okay uh isle of avalon songs a mess all over the fucking place star blind it meanders talisman it isn't an older uh, an older iron maiden album without a folky song into a classic sounding song but it's all right the man who should be king i hear that oikomo va freaking guitar lyric you sons of bitches (laughs) That doesn't make sense with the rest of the song, but it was a good lick. Um, in the Where the Wild Wind Blows, I didn't like the ending, but I mean, it, wasn't, it wasn't as bad as freaking the other ones before that, but it, it was a step in a better direction, but it still wasn't the strongest one. You're right, done? Cool. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I got another one. I got more. Trust me. <laughs> I got, I got, I got, I got to, you know, build you guys up into it. You know, I gotta, I gotta, 
<laughs> it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, work with you, brothers. All right, I'm gonna work with you. We're gonna, we're gonna build it up to the high spot. By the way, I love your son Records T. That's very cool. Oh, I know that is cool. Um, my wife, my wife had it because, like, so we went to the Johnny Cash thing. I was telling her all these sons' record stories. She's like, "Hey, I'm gonna <laughs> buy this for you since you know all about this record record company." Oh no, that label, man! Discovering Elvis, Johnny Cash, Howling Wolf. Uh, who else? Uh, Buddy Holly, Jerry Lee Lewis, too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, so one guy, so we, Sam Phillips. We, it's freaking incredible. Yeah, yeah. So, so we went. So we went to the the. Uh, actually, I need to go grab that. Hold on. Well, while you guys, you guys talk so much yourselves, I'm Manny. Gonna... What do you think about the album? All right, um, I like the album quite a bit. Uh, I like the. I agree. The intro doesn't need to be there. Satellite Fifteen. The title track is great. It's a standout track to me. El Dorado is a standout track to me and Where the Wild Wind Blows. I like the album quite a bit. My problem with the album is once to, you know, laser doesn't hit it anymore, streaming or I'm not spinning it. I kind of forget about it, mm. which is not usual for I made for me. I don't I'm not indifferent to the album. I like it quite a bit when I listen to it. But once it's off, outside of a few tracks that I mentioned, I have a hard time remembering it. Um, also notice Bruce Dickinson's voice is, is sounds a little bit different, probably because he's getting older. Different shades, uh, different hues, uh, a little huskier. Um, the high notes don't sound as high. Um, definitely uh, different. And I kind of like that because it gives the songs different characters. Again, the prog influence is definitely not just snuck in it's all the way in now at this point forward and that's why the songs are so long i like long songs i like prog songs um the thing with me is i don't think the album um is as memorable as the ones that preceded it in my opinion i still like the album quite a bit um but definitely uh not my favorite and by the way the only thing more out of touch than the rock and roll hall of fame is their grammys they suck you know? <laughs> so yeah it's it's crap and i think we're all burning out doing this our main thing because we can't find a lot to say about these albums like we usually can you know right I, I, that's the one thing i just uh i don't know these albums I, I, to... well we after the alice one i don't want to do another discography of anything <laughs> never ever again never yeah, again. After as, I, as long as they have like maybe five albums up here i mean alice is diverse <laughs> enough but even that you know i don't think that'll be that rough but it, it's you know we'll have to split it up or something anyway yeah, something but uh leo which we can't go by leo because it's uh iron maiden but uh, he says great album not as good as a m o l a d or b o s but great album avalon has a rush feel yeah, I agree. I agree with the rush feel on that. I just, I just don't think it's as memorable. I mean, he mentioned those other two albums. Those two other albums are, in my opinion, way superior to this yeah. one. You yeah, know, I think so too. Um, yeah. James is holding up the picture of uh, I forgot what that was. What that's that? the Million Dollar Quartet of Carl Pickens. Oh, Elvis that's Presley, really cool. Johnny Cash and uh, some. Oh, I found this at a swap meet in Tazewell, Tennessee. Here you go, Lou. If you're if you're not paying attention here, you're not looking at it. You've been staring at your phone the entire time. No, sorry, work-related stuff. That is really cool. Well, Lou, tell him this is work-related and shut the fuck up. It's late and we're doing a show right now, okay? And I'm fired. Okay, thanks, Blaine. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm not on the clock, but, like, I have to... 
Mm-hmm. I, I have the greatest invention ever to drive one to mass suicide. It's called Slack, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, Lou, what do you oh, think? Oh, you're using Slack. Ew, use WhatsApp. It's oh, not my I, choice. That's what the company uses. Leo says, uh, see you next week, Manny. All right. So <laughs> yeah. Satellite 15, Final Frontier. I have to sit through Satellite 15 to listen to Final Frontier, which I actually like. Um, so I'll say Final Frontier is a good track. So my hopes are high. El Dorado, the single, meh, it's all right. Mother Mercy, a mid-paced galloping track. Not bad, but nothing that stands out. Coming home. There's something about this album that is not hitting me right. Maybe it's the production or the formulaic made in tendencies, but this is just okay. The Alchemist, more my speed, and I like the harmonizing guitars. I mean, come on, they have three of them. They could spare some harmonies. Good track. Isle of Avalon. Too long-winded, and I have a feeling when to say this about a lot of Maiden songs. And not for nothing, do they really have to rip themselves off by rewriting the bridge from Seventh Son of a Seventh Son? I mean, really? <laughs> I didn't even catch that. Wow. Starblind. The guitars are definitely buried under Nico's drumming. Nope. Talisman. Again, okay at best, but I'm getting tired of the slow and low intros before it kicks in. The man who would be king. I'm sorry. I just feel no effort from this. Dynamics, yes, but just meh. When the wild wind blows. Okay. So this was based on a British graphic novel called When the Wind Blows about nuclear Armageddon and an elderly couple as they face their end of days. I don't think anyone would have suggested a good idea being, hey, let's write an 11-minute track on this subject. And sure, it's a great idea if you want people to slit their wrists. Not for me, thanks. (laughs) All in all, this piece of shit is my least favorite Iron Maiden album ever. Wow. Wow. As if I thought that Maiden liked effort on a matter of life and death, I've been proven wrong. This album is not for me at all, and I'll even rank the Blaze albums above it. I went too. So. I actually like the Blaze albums, and uh, I don't totally disagree with your uh, your assessment of the album, Lou. I, I think I like the album better than you do, but if I were to rank it, I think I used to say my least favorite Iron Maiden album was, um, the hell did I say? I can't remember now. This might be it, but I still like it. I just don't love it. I don't love it. Again, my problem is the songs are just not as memorable. You know, memorable, good, memorable, bad. They're just not that that memorable. Granted, our main aren't known for their hook Latin, you know, pop singles. Thank God. But um, I just don't think it's memorable. I don't think the melodies is memorable. I don't think the songs are memorable. The musicianship is brilliant. But you got to bring songs to the table that are better than this. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to give me 11 minutes of a song, entertain me. Don't bore me. Don't make a song 11 minutes just for the sake of Making trying to be progressive. Minutes. And that is an excellent point that you, and even though James didn't have say it, I think James is thinking it. I think sometimes that Steve Hare, all of them, because it's a band, they write these 11 minute songs not because the song demands it's 11 minutes, but because they feel an 11 minute song makes them more progressive, more intelligent, more whatever. I don't think you have to prove that. Rush, who somebody brought up earlier, wrote progressive songs that are five minutes. 
you know, that all times of time signatures that then go beyond their that that time frame. And, and that's and that's my biggest problem with Iron Maiden is that you've got these five minute fucking pointless intros that mean absolutely nothing and tie nothing into the song. There's yeah, no, I mean, it, it, there's no ramp up, no nothing. It just immediate time and and pace difference, or just a complete time change, and it just fucking makes no damn sense. Two of my favorite songs of all time: "Xanadu" by Rush and "Stargazer" by Rainbow. Right. Okay. One it reaches the ten minute point; the other one surpasses it. Yet, the parts in those songs that make up the whole. They're vital to the song, you know what right. I mean? Like before, um, before Richie started writing pop songs or more pop rock songs with Joe Lynn Turner, and right. you know, they wrote masterpieces because the parts fit, you know, the songs were the right fit for where those bands were at the time, right? And, and it just made sense once they were able to cut a song down to three to four minutes. It's like, okay, now they know what they need to do to write a more, I don't want to say radio-friendly, but more accessible song. Rush did the same thing. You go from a song like 2112 to the song that made me a Rush fan because it was the first one that I remember as a kid, which was Subdivisions, which at one point was everywhere. Right. So, you know, and that's what I'm saying. How could a band who, in my opinion was very high in musical excellence get worse <laughs> listen to this album and you'll get it. it i don't think they're getting worse as musicians but i know what you're saying as songwriters you, again i think they want to challenge themselves but 11 minutes i know how to challenge themselves write a good song <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, but I, I respect I, what I, you're saying manny i do no but i mean i think you're right you and james are right i don't know what wayne feels about it but Writing a song to just a clock in at 11 minutes, and it gets worse on the next couple albums as far as that length goes. Um, that yeah, doesn't that make is, you progressive. Right. You know? There's no reason to write these long songs, just to write them. Um, I, mean, but I, also, I too, saw the tour. I saw the tour for this album. Yeah. And let me just say, it was the worst that I've ever seen Iron Maiden. Because they only... Uh, the, the the first 10 songs were based on albums from Brave New World up until this one. Okay. With the exception of Wrathchild and Iron Maiden in the main set list before the encores. And I mean, it, it, it proves my point that having long songs for the sake of long songs, you're, you're, you're screwing the fans over. I'm sorry. And that's all I got to say about that. The thing I was reading about this album, um, this was like the most, the, the least prepared they ever went into recording studio to record an album. So did they record, write the songs? In the I guess studio? they were writing as they were going. From what I gathered, from what I read. No, so. well, that makes fucking sense. And it's, exactly. Sometimes <laughs> it's a great idea, but not in this case. Not not, not, this, not case. this band. Not this no. case. Yeah. Nope. Unfortunately. So. All right, so that's that one. Uh, Book of Souls is the 16th studio album. Uh, I have that same version. Uh, released September 14th. Uh, September 14th. You gave me this. I gave you that? This is in Stan's box that you sent me. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. No wonder why I recognize that. Uh, it is the band's uh, first studio double album and also their longest to date with a total length of 92 minutes and 11 seconds. Uh, its launch and supporting tour were delayed to allow uh, Bruce Dickinson time to recover from the removal of cancerous tumor in early 2015. It is also their first album to be released on Parlophone Records since the end of their 30-year relationship with EMI. Uh, pr- uh, produced by longtime Iron Maiden collaborator Kevin Shirley, the Book of Souls were recorded at uh, Paris. Uh, this is all nonsense. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I didn't do too much research on this one. Sorry, it's been a crazy day. Uh, the Book of Souls is the band's first album since uh, 1995's X Factor to use their original logo type, which uh, I don't know if a lot of people really recognize that that the logo was a little different. But I love the original logo. I know some people are just weird though. So the original logo is back on the cover and artworks now from here on. Uh, all right, the rest of it doesn't matter. All right, so my review. Uh, as if Maiden's albums haven't been long enough, now we have their first double album clocking in over an hour and a half. Uh, and it's funny, I remember buying the album actually from Best Buy, which is probably the last time I ever bought music from Best Buy because since then they would uh, stop selling music altogether. Uh, I figured I'd go to KFC to get something to eat and listen to the album in the car. Uh, I love into I love if eternity should fail the first song. Uh, I still listen to that song from time to time. Speed of Light is pretty cool too, but again, like the previous album, the album just takes a nosedive. The songs to me just get worse as they went on. The constant O's in the uh, red and black were annoying. Uh, when the river runs deep had uh, promise, uh, it seemed, but um, seemed it to, to be one of the faster maiden song tracks in quite a while but they kill it with like slowing down the chorus and it just i don't know it just got really it didn't mesh very well uh book of souls is boring death or glory is a mess of a song especially with bruce's vocals i hate when he does those offset vocals like uh, like the like the part in the chorus uh the rest just sucks i don't even want to talk about it <laughs> people always talk about empire of the clouds i don't get it that song sucks I don't need to hear 18 minutes of it. And is that a piano and a Maiden song? Come on, pass. I know Bruce had his struggles recording the album and he sounds great as usual, but everyone just missed the mark on this album. James? Oh, you're going to hate this then. Oh, wait, hold on. Best adult sites. I reported it. All right. What? How are we going to find the best adult sites now? Uh, it's called oh, Google, dude. Just fucking oh, Google that, dude. This is a joy oh. kill. Yeah. Oh, anyway, so, kill, man. so uh, actually, I'm find Manny on adultfriendfinder.com. I'm going to admit this. Um, this is actually one of their better albums. So, really, I actually enjoyed this way more than any of the other crap we've been listening and to. I'm so. very shocked. Very so, shocked. if Eternity should fall, a shorter, pointless intro, at least. Thank God. Uh, cool song. Could have done without the repeat of the chorus after the bridge. That's, he just keeps repeating the same fucking things over and over and over. Yep. Yeah. Once again, it kind of goes to the point of they were just trying to lengthen songs that shouldn't be lengthened. Speed of light. Where the fuck was this the entire fucking time? Where the <laughs> fuck was this shit? God damn it! Where the fuck? God, I'm pissed now. I had to listen to fucking eight, that was sixteen fucking albums. They actually get something I actually like. What the fuck? Anyway, <laughs> the great unknown. You know, it must be weird to have Grandpa Bruce tell stories like and, and like the way he does in the song. 
because it just sounds like kind of a weird creepy british voice mm-hmm. uh the red and the black I, it would have been better without the four minute bridge into nowhere right uh well the river runs deep the most iron maiden song in the main uh, in, in many albums the book of souls great first half just a big long solo in the second and it just got boring Death of Glory, just another Iron Maiden sounding song. It's all right. Shadow of the Valley, it's a good song. Nothing really stands out. Tears of Tears of a Clown, another good song. I'm getting scared. Uh, <laughs> the Man of Sorrows, the best, their best slow song. Still shouldn't do them, but not terrible. I'm really scared now. Empire I thought that was a cover. I thought that was a Bruce Dickinson solo cover. Is it? I don't know. Not as not as good. That's yeah. Tears of the Dragon. No, no, no. He has got a song, Man of Sorrows. Anyway. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm actively on this. I'm just been listening to these fucking albums. Anyway, uh, Empire of the Clouds. It's kind of a weird way to end the album. It's more interesting than their other long songs. I would have never thought I could make an. You could make an 18 minute song about a British airship disaster. All around, one of their best albums ever made. Not really a terrible song. Huh. Very interesting. This album sucks. Um. But you're yeah. just wrong again, Wayne. You actually <laughs> like Motor Ramos. So once again, your opinion is invalid. Uh, it's funny how we're t- switched on this, though, because usually you hate everything. Uh, Manny? I actually like the album, but I don't love it. Again, it's not as memorable. Um, two hours is a long time to invest, almost, you know, to invest in an album that's not a live album. Hmm. So when I listen to it, I put on one disc and then I put on the other one later. But uh, again, none of the songs stand out to me. I like it better than the previous album by a long shot. Uh, they're getting better at writing these prog like songs. I don't think any, I don't think the song needs to be 18 minutes. They're not Jethro Tull. Right. And I like Jethro Tull. Um, but it's. Um, I think with having an 18-minute song, there's not enough changes. There's not enough in there to keep your interest, you know? And if you go, well, the lyrics, well, that's great, but I'm not at a spoken word, you know? I don't want to hear a spoken word album by Iron Maiden. Right, right. Um, It sounds like I'm putting it down. I'm in agreement with James in some ways. I like the album quite a bit. It's definitely an improvement on the last album. Um, and it's great. This time they came in overprepared, I guess. But yeah. I, I don't know if it needed to be. Uh, I think there should have been some trimming done on there. I think Kevin Shirley's production, this is where I get the criticism of it because it's got that scoop sound to it. And it, it's got kind of a, a drier sound. Um, I actually don't mind Kelly uh, Kevin Shirley's production. But he certainly isn't a producer like Bob Ezrin, who Bob Ezrin would have had no trouble going, all right, that's too long. You know, <laughs> <laughs> would have blown the whistle at them. Oh, yeah, he definitely would have. Um, I mean, Either, Bob Ezrin, James, I don't know if you're aware of that he literally blew a whistle at Kiss saying, do it again. You would yeah. really. That's fantastic. Going like Absolutely. A coach. I, I've, de- I've dealt with that my entire life. Doing, Bob Ezrin was the guy who produced the wall. And, and if he's not afraid to go against David Gilmore and Roger Waters, two big egos, he certainly wouldn't have been afraid of Steve Harris. But I'd be more afraid to go against Roger Waters than David Gilmore personally. Oh, are you kidding? Uh, Ezrin has some nightmare stories, but he says Waters is a genius, but um, there's a reason Waters got his way a lot. I'll leave it that way. 
but um, I believe it. I just don't think it's, it's 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 maybe it's the length of the album. Again, I I have a hard time just just I can't even. That's why I had to write down when he was mentioning songs like oh yeah that one because I have a hard time um, remembering the album. Also, as you get older, you don't have as much time to spend with newer music as you would the old albums like you did. And you know I'm not nostalgic over anything, but it is a fact. And 90 minutes is a long time to ask of anyone to spend on on anything. You know. That being said, I like the album. Again, not as memorable as the other ones, but they're fully fledged frog metal band, if you'd like at this point. Lou. Well, actually, uh, Leo says uh, uh, they did write the album in the studio. They went from writing half the songs to writing the whole album in the studio for uh, Final Frontier. Well, I had no idea. Oh, you mean the Final Frontier, the previous yeah. album? I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what he's talking about. Yeah. Okay. God, I hope so. Yeah, I said this album is is pretty good. It's just it's not as memorable again. Uh, so I'm mean, I like it a lot way more than you do, Wayne. Obviously, because uh, yeah, Wayne, and I, and I was, hate what? Do you think it was fatigue listening to it. Was it just too long? I mean, nothing, yeah, nothing's the, gonna nothing's gonna bottom out virtual eleven. So I mean, they they can they couldn't go anywhere but up. I disagree. Yeah, well, you could be, you could be so you much still, worse than virtual you eleven. There, you could sit there in your wrongness. Anyway, <laughs> no, I, just my opinion. I thought the last album was worse than virtual eleven. Yeah, I, mean, I, virtual 11. I, I remember songs from virtual eleven. Like I know titles of songs. I don't. I don't. It was just shit. So anyway, but like like these past two albums, and I feel bad saying bad things about Iron Maiden because you know I love them so much, and then listening to them now, it's just like what the hell happened you know just because you just like so. an album doesn't mean you're not a fan of the band yes I mean, it yeah. does i should love everything no fuck oh. that no okay no right. fuck no that. they're wrong they're i, I wrong. know <laughs> i know but it just to me from being such a, a fan for so long just you know it'd be like me saying you know i hate halloween like a halloween album it's impossible says know? the man oh, with yeah, a black star halloween amp behind because there's, <laughs> there's no such thing as a bad halloween album uh the clansman <laughs> was the only decent song on there well, what, before lou goes on what i was asking you wayne do you think that that your opinion was affected by how long the album is not song lengths, just the length of the album itself no, because I don't really mind long albums. Because uh, the Metallica, the last Metallica album, that's a, that's a double album. That's long, you know. And I like pretty much all that album. So this album's kind of the same way, where it's long, but the songs just aren't memorable enough. You know, the, it's it's there's no no really catchy things like Maiden usually do does. You know, and that's it. Just doesn't you know. It, it's just hard to remember anything from this album besides those first two songs. I'm with you. I like the album, but if you if you were to you know tell me name a song, right? You yeah. wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like I don't know. I, which I hate saying because I I'm sitting here telling you I like the album, but I can't remember any songs off it. No, right. Speed of Light I'll always remember, but that's actually because I like that song. And I um, I didn't remember that song till you mentioned it, James. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean seriously. I forgot uh, about it to be honest, and I and I bought the single. It came in like a little box with with the t shirt, and I I forgot all about that song. It's just, Iron Maiden is one of those bands I usually buy first or week release of, which right. is not usual for me. Uh, so, anyway, I'll have to go back and you know eventually revisit these albums like very thoroughly. But never again. 
Never. <laughs> well, I know you won't, James. You're done. We're actually but, uh, uh, after when we're done with this uh, series of albums, we're gonna go back just to make sure we're oh, you know we did the right. You can fucking order. do that. My Wednesday is open. No, you don't want to. Do- okay, all right. All right, Lou, go ahead. Um, if eternity should fail, love it. Speed of light, eh. Great unknown, killer track that makes up for the previous. Love the song in general, but the chorus really rips. Red and black, my favorite track. When the river runs deep, great. What's next? When the river meets the sea, how the caged bird sings. When the fat lady sings. Wait, hold but on, I do I'm writing th- these song titles down for my concept <laughs> album. Okay, there you go. I mean, I mean right. pretty, pretty much just go Stein, Steinbeck and freaking Ernest Hemingway's uh, freaking for music. Yes, got it. But, but I do dig the track. Uh, Book of Souls. I dig the power slave-like elements this track has. Um, I think the key's only accentuated. Dear God, do I like a modern-day Maiden album? Death or Glory. Okay, the band is really going full tilt boogie here, and I'm loving it. This is almost like Deanna era Maiden in 2016, which proves they could still write killer music. Shadows of the Valley. Great. Wasted Years Part 2. But then it kicks into gear, and once again, this is what I loved about Maiden in the first place. Tears of a Clown, rest in peace, Robin Williams, a fitting tribute to a man that was a huge part of my childhood. Man of Sorrows, this one's okay. Great intro, but the song kind of falls flat. I could take it or leave it. Empire of the Clouds, sorry, Wayne. To me, it's a gorgeous epic that I enjoyed. Definitely not Alexander the Great or Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, but a great closing track. So Maiden finally released an album where I could say I loved a majority of the songs. Haven't felt this way about a Maiden record since Dance of Death. Still, the band proved they could still write classic material while still staying true to their convictions of not compromising their integrity, regardless of how I think of their attempts to go more progressive. Final thought, it's a great Maiden album. Wow, that's so opposite of me and Wayne. I liked it more than Wayne, but uh, I didn't find it as memorable, and you did. I find that interesting. Very interesting. Well, yeah, I, I remember also buying it on. Sorry, Wayne. No, go ahead. No, I mean, I remember I actually pre-ordered the album on iTunes um, because at the time I was only buying digital musically, uh, music digitally, right? And I really wanted to buy it, and um, I didn't regret it. It made up for Final Frontier tenfold. So it's funny when I saw the artwork, I knew I was going to like it. <laughs> did you uh, see one problem that i noticed a lot of maiden how uh maiden fans had with it was they felt it was too simplistic no right. effort is that how you felt yeah I'm like hmm. where's the background like why are we just seeing eddie on the front cover i actually well, like that about and then, the album yeah, like and then you open too. up the book would you rather and... dance of death <laughs> yeah would you rather would you like have like bad cheap photo photoshops i mean come on well, yeah, that was I, a mistake, and they knew. I, I like. Was that that you're like literally this. trying to fucking. Get, you're trying to just defend it because you're trying. You're trying to keep your narrative. It fucking sucks. Well, the background right? look cool, except for Booker those people. You take those people out of there. Yeah, the background fucking sucks balls. It looks like shit. No, those people look like shit. But if you take them out, the background is cool. Oh, the, I you think. If you, if, you, if, you, if you just take half the photo away, it, sounds, it looks great. Well, they weren't Absolutely. supposed to Any be there. All right, that was last week. It properly. All right, you're not on the show anymore. Well, uh, all right, great. <laughs> open, That's it. Go. You're not coming on next week. Oh, no. Don't tell me. <laughs> I, what am I going to do? 
Leo says speed of light is 100% deep purple worship. Go listen to it if you think I'm full of shit. Uh, no, he's right. Yeah. And he yeah, says, maybe that's uh, the reason why I like it. Maybe. And he says live, the songs right. become their own at live gigs. So, yeah, I do believe that because uh, even Nico plays the drums differently on every fucking song when they play live. Uh, all right. Are we done with this album? Yeah, we're done. All right. Good. Yeah. God. Now, on to another piece of shit. <laughs> this one I will agree with you God fuck. Redeemer of Souls is the 17th studio album by Judas Priest, which was released uh, July 8th of 2014. Should have stayed 16 albums. What? Oh. <laughs> it is the first album without founding guitarist K.K. Downing, who quit the band in 2011 and was replaced by uh, new guitarist Richie Faulkner. It is also uh, marks the band's last album to be produced by Glenn Tipton. Thank fucking God. The album sold around 32,000 copies in the United States in the first week of release to peak at number six on the Billboard 200 chart, making the band's first top 10 uh, album debut in the U.S. It has sold uh, 110,000 copies in the U.S. as of February 2016. In April of 2011, founding member K.K. Downing announced his departure from the band, citing differences with the band and management and the breakdown of their relationship as the reason. Richie Faulkner, the guitarist, Lauren Harris's band was announced as his replacement. Uh, so my review, looking up info about this album, I noticed that 96% of Google users uh, like this album and it got a, and it got favorable reviews. Everyone on earth seems to love this album. Unfortunately, that stops with me because this album sucks balls. The only <laughs> thing I like about this album is the artwork. I'm sorry, but Glenn Tipton sucks and, at production. This is the worst sounding priest album. The drums sound like they were recorded in a basement and then the mics were inside a bathroom. I also think it's one of the one of Halford's worst vocal performances. He seems like he's struggling at times. KK not being there doesn't bother me. Richie seems fine, but all of these songs just suck. And I honestly think it's the production's fault. It doesn't give these songs life and everything sounds very bland and I just can't listen to this album anymore. I don't like anything from it and that pains me to say. James. <laughs> Well, you know, you cut a really good promo there, Wayne, and uh, I'm going to keep continuing on it. This is the <laughs> biggest waste of time I could ever expect. This is a lifeless, soulless, terrible album. It sounded like it was filtered through an underwater soup can under the Mariana fucking trench. This thing fucking sounded like shit. The reviewers who like this album are deaf or on the take or could be trusted. And if they do like this album, they really do not need to be in music review business. They need to be flipping fucking burgers at a goddamn Burger King or a fucking Dairy Queen. Double <laughs> cheeseburger, a double fucking cheese, and, and hold the goddamn onions and extra pickles, motherfucker. Anyway, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it could have been great. It fell way short of Nostradamus. I liked the first, uh, the, at the beginning and the end of Nostradamus, and this thing sounded nothing like it. It sounded like freaking soulless, joyless shit. And then I found something that is more annoying than over-singing Rob Halford. It's mm. auto-tune Rob Halford. My God, did this thing just sound like he just freaking, it was the most phoned in piece of shit ever. The new guitarist sucks. The drums had no fucking feel to it. You can barely damn hear them in the damn album. My God, this fucking thing sucked. <laughs> uh, Leo says... I better uh, go get my Dairy Queen hat then. <laughs> so yeah, said, I, gotta go, I gotta go get my uh, my spatula. Actually, anyway, I want to get one free Carville tonight. I should have got ice cream. 
some shit songs. Uh, Halls of Valhalla and the title track are great. Good Lord, you boys are brutal. And Leo, Leo, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. There's no way of justifying this shit show. No, there really isn't. And he says uh, it's better than Nostra bullshit, but uh, not even close. Yeah, you'd be fucking wrong. He's, he, 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 it's all right. You can still be wrong. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Nostra bullshit. Wow. Anyway. Leo, don't come back next week. Uh, Manny, you're next. <laughs> all right. I actually like the album better than you two bastards, number one. Yeah, I will Manny. agree. Apparently, what Manny's deaf. Bar to fucking cross. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I will agree that Glenn Tipton should be near, led near a production board. No, his production, anything. his production is very shaky, and I think that hurts the songs. I don't think these are the best written Judas Priest <laughs> songs ever. But it's a bad joke. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah, he's probably all shaky. But anyway, <laughs> uh, this is uh, the songs are Manny. That was wrong. <laughs> uh, I said it first. Was... You didn't hear what I said. <laughs> yeah, he did say it first. You know the the production is definitely a bit on the shaky side. And bit on the shaky side. Yes, on the shaky side. Fucking San Francisco has better foundations after the '89 earthquake than this shit. But uh, Glenn Tipton has Parkinson's, so that's what. Oh, he at. does. Yeah. Oh, way to go, you fucking dick. Well, James I didn't, didn't even know. know about that. Jesus Christ! <laughs> they didn't make me feel like an asshole. He didn't get it. SMH. <laughs> Anyway, well, no, it's, not to enjoy. it's not something line. to enjoy. It's not something. My God, I I feel terrible. But anyway, that being said, I am a huge Judas Priest fan. I actually don't hate the album. I like it a lot more than you two did. Production is flat. The drums sound terrible. Um, but I don't think the songs are that bad. I I like it. Unfortunately, like the Iron Maiden album prior to that. I don't find much of it mer- very memorable. I put it on and I kind of enjoy it, but it it doesn't penetrate. Jeez, uh... <laughs> uh, Manny, that's a it's not shot. a. I you know it's not a grinder <laughs> giving me meat. It's it's okay, you know. Oh, <laughs> it's a terrible lover leaving you two dollars on the mm-hmm. dresser door and say take it and get out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely. It it's you know. At least Turbo had the auto tune, but at least he was like horny in it. But like this was just fucking terrible. I bad. think Turbo's memorable. Where I I don't yeah, find it's memorably song. horny. Yeah, this one. <sighs> I don't know. I, I like it, but I don't love it. And I think the other factor is listening to these albums like after so many weeks in a row, it's hard for me to analyze anything in a clear a clear thought, you know, anymore. <laughs> What is real life anymore after listening to Maiden and Judas Priest? For well, James, I'm surprised James is still with us. But anyway, go no, ahead. No, no, no. I'm only here to cut promos now. All right. That's, that's my uh, whole entire life. All right, Lou, ram it down. Let's go. <laughs> you got to do any more of them? Yeah. Come on. Come on. Well, hold on. I have to get my spatula. Um, I, I'm I'm actually quite afraid to follow you guys up because this is my number five favorite Judas Priest album. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> That's it. I'm, Lou, I'm, Lou, we, I, were, we were doing so uh, well. Today. Hold on, He's me and you were doing so well, and then it then, then it just went downhill. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'm an apologist for uh, Redeemer of Souls, but I just remember, you know, again, like Book of Souls, I purchased it on iTunes and I listened to it. <sighs> every day for like the better part of a couple of months so you know what fuck it i'm just gonna read my notes dragonaut killer opener the priest is back 
Redeemer of Souls, Priest is definitely going more power metal on this record, and I'm not complaining. Halls of Valhalla, my favorite song on the record. Sword of Damocles, my second favorite song on the, al- on the album. March of the Dam, third favorite. Down in Flames, I, James, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you. I think Richie Faulkner has added new life to Priest. All due respect to KK, Richie, in my opinion, deserves to be in this band. Considering that he blew an artery while performing the solo to Painkiller and still played the damn song and didn't miss a note and was rushed to the hospital after the show, his place is cemented. I all respect and love in the world for Richie Faulkner. Um, Helen Back, a track that I think would have even worked with the Ripper era. And I think it sounds great here with Halford. Uh, Cold-blooded, classic priest from the 80s with a 2014 twist. They're not letting up, in my opinion. Uh, Metalizer, priest once again, returning to the land of heavy metal comic book characters in line with the Sentinel, the painkiller. I wish they would play this one live. Crossfire, I thought I was listening to Black Sabbath's Eye from Dehumanizer, but it sounds like Priest returning to their blues roots and making a good track. Um, Secrets of the Dead, um, I defy anyone to match what Priest was doing in 2014 when the average age of the band was 56 and in their youthful prime. Uh, Battlecry, say what you want about Man of War. To me, Priest are the kings of metal, undisputed. And to quote the Road Warriors, you don't like it, I don't care. Uh, beginning of the end, I thought it was an excellent ballad to close it. Um, you could have only gone one way to close it, full tilt crazy or calm. And I'm glad they opted for the calm. All in all, my fifth favorite Priest album after Defenders, Firepower, Sin After Sin, and Painkiller. In my opinion, not a bad song and more of a welcome home than Angel of Retribution was. So sorry, guys, I'm the odd man out here. I I'll no, take no, all the criticism. Uh, I, no, 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 I, I think that's I mean, cool. I mean, actually, it's, it's what it, it's 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 everybody's objection. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I loved your subject. review though, James. That was hilarious. Yeah, I, I actually, do a lot of things. That kind of promo is definitely one of them. I think again, I think it's interesting your review because I like the album, but I don't. It sounds so contradictory. I like the album, but I don't remember much of it. You know, and that's my problem with it is I don't feel it's as memorable as other albums. And maybe, and I'm not a guy who pays attention to production that much, truthfully. I mean, I own bootlegs, so obviously production isn't isn't high on my list. But I, I just didn't like the production on this one. I, I don't. I think the drums should have been pushed more up front. Um, I think Rob Halford actually sounds good on here. I just, um, I don't know. I, I just don't like the production. It, it seems it seems flat to me that makes sense it, 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 it the way it sounds throws me i think i think is the biggest issue it's, it's very like, raw especially in 2014 it's like yeah 2014 this isn't this isn't like a 1970s thing where like you know you could have like um you know justified them not sounding like this but this was yeah this was freaking 20 teens i mean god damn yeah, excuse, like, mm, excuse me god damn you, know, you could have made you could have done this right. You know, could have made it sound like it wasn't in a damn soup can. That was my yeah, biggest but, issue. But those you know 70s the- albums sound alive, you know, because maybe because they were co- recorded uh, with analog technology. You know, um, you can definitely tell this is pieced together for various takes. Without, I mean, you don't hear any. You know, you know, it's seamless, but it's obviously how it was created, in my opinion. And again, 
Glenn Tip, uh, and I agree with with Lou. I, I think Richie uh, is a great guitar player. Um, I actually, I think he adds a youthful energy to the band. I just don't like the production on it. I'm sure these songs, if they played any live, because unfortunately, bands only play like one or two tracks off new albums, which I think is shitty. But Halls of Valhalla still in the set list. Actually, okay. it was in the set list yesterday when they played the Colise- Nassau Coliseum. So. Oh, well, that's killer. Um, but I'm sure these songs sound way better live than they do in, in this recording. Yeah. Anyway, they, they sound they great on to. Battle Cry. Yeah. I, I just don't. I, I think my main problem with the album is the songs as much as the production and Vita being so flat makes it not that memorable to me. Well, anyway. 20, 2014, um, if I could think of what albums I was listening to in 2014, um, Whitechapel's This Endless War. Um, after the burials, um, wolves within. Yeah, and oh, with uh, Lo- that's with Lost in the Static. God damn that song. No, 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 that's not oh, with no. Lost in the Static. That's with um, Wolf Amongst Ravens. Oh, sorry. And um, yeah, at, that was on the next After the Burial album. And um, Animals as Leaders. Um, I forgot the name of the album, but um, it they had an album on 2014, and mm-hmm. I love the songs, but. If there's one thing I could, I could say about the production on all those records was the amount of compression oh, on all yeah. of them. Yeah. So I think that the only reason why we feel about the way we do about the production on a lot of this stuff, they were, they were, comp- they were pr- mastered for streaming. So their production quality is compressed to the moon and back. And I think but that's I, the only reason why for most of us, the production falls flat. But I listened to this on streaming and it sounded awful. Yeah, I was going to say, does it sound better streaming? Maybe No, no. That's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the reason why a lot of production suffers is because it's, comp- it's, it's mastering is compressed for streaming. So a lot of it sounds diluted. Okay, gotcha. I, I, it just—it wasn't just just that. Just it just sounded like it was just flat. The, I mean, the entire yeah, just, thing—it was just it yeah. sounded awful. Yeah, because like other albums that came out that year, Paul Bearer, Foundations of Burden, great sounding album. It's a great album too, by the way. Uh, Grand Magus, Triumph and Power, another great sounding album. Riot, uh, V or Five, whatever you call it now. Whatever, yeah. Unleashed a Fire, A Blind Rage by Accept was out. All great sounding albums. So. Yeah, yeah, and, and they probably also were served by having an outside producer. I'm not saying right. a band can produce themselves. I mean, but but you got to have the. It's very hard to be objective about your own material, right. you know. But, uh, uh, Leo says production not great. Uh, that said, they have far worse production albums. I don't agree with that at all. I think this is the worst one. I don't See, know, and, they... and, and, I, and I didn't know. I didn't know if that was an issue before because I've been listening to remastered versions. Yeah. So I don't know if that that's been the constant case. And you know what? That's why like I didn't take your, you know, I took your guys' production things when I was telling the songs because I told them like, hey, I was using the remastered, so it could sound completely different. Phoenix. No, no, remastered usually doesn't change. It's it's you know, it it modernizes the, the production sort of the sound. I'm not saying it right, but it's not it's not Re, it's not remixing you know or anything like that so whatever you're listening to james should have been fine in my opinion 
Oh no, 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 it sounded great. That's why, like, I didn't, I didn't criticize when you guys were saying about productions because I didn't, yeah. I, I, I had remastered. So yeah, Leo, it's, Leo, it's supposed to sound good. Leo here says Phoenix Rain. <laughs> that had the best production ever. <laughs> you got balls, Leo. No, I actually agree with you. I hate the sound of that fucking album. Uh, I love the songs though. No, no those are, songs I don't too. even into power metal, but I remember that band. I like your band, uh, Phoenix Rain. No, they suck. No, 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 no. Uh, I, I, liked, I liked how the Ripper Ripper album sounded there, Leo. So I liked how that sounded. Yeah, me too. I yeah, I I yeah, the, my problem with the Ripper Owen album, especially the Demolition. See, you liked it. I I had an issue with the songs, but. Again, I, I felt your take on it was interesting because you were looking at it from your perspective yeah. of what was going on in metal at that time. And you weren't going, well, the history of Judas Priest is. You were just saying this. I like this album without considering any of that with the Ripper. Yeah, I, didn't, yeah, I, yeah I, don't, I didn't care what the history was. I thought, I, you know, once again, I, you know, I'll say it again. If that album was made by a band not called Judas Priest, I think it would have been a lot better. Mm. And in reality, when we consider a band, we can't help it. Well, you really should consider the history. You should consider what are they doing at this point in time. But we don't do that. I don't do that. Or I try to, but you know, I know it's hard. Um, what yeah. album sounds pretty good and was released what? last year? What? Oh, the uh, Project Resurrection. Oh, Project Resurrection. Really good, actually. Well, well, except for that drumming. I yeah, mean, the, the drumming's I mean, the worst the, part the, of the whole thing. See, the, the good thing I'll, I'll say about that one in comparison to this this fucking right. piece of shit that we had to talk about right. was uh, you can actually hear the uh, the bass drum and actually you can actually hear this thing called the snare drum. Right. right. It actually adds this thing called a, a beat. Right. It actually gives us a, something called life into yeah. the song. And, and so, you hear that um, on the uh, Project Resurrect False Reality album, which you can you get do. at projectresurrect.bandcamp.com. And, you, and, and streaming, it doesn't sound like shit. And streaming, it does not sound like shit, actually. It's true. I love the, the record. It, it does. It doesn't sound uh, very good on our. Record. I know. Actually, thank thank you, Lou, for letting for letting us still cut promos on it. That's cool. Well, no, it, it, for me, it was in my top three of twenty twenty one. Um, actually, it was number two, right under Halloween's self titled album. So, well, guys, I got to get out of here. So, uh, oh, we'll, yeah, well so, Manny, so, just give us your numbers. <clears throat> numbers, uh, numbers. Let's, let's go. Hold on. Okay, Book of Souls. Uh, uh, I give that a six. Uh, what the hell was the other? Final, final frontier. frontier hold on, on manny you said six yeah final frontier okay. five okay. uh redeemer of souls i'm gonna give a seven which is more than you guys are gonna right. give it oh yes oh yes it is all right all right uh, thanks manny all right man bye man all right uh james uh, uh redeemer of souls redeemer of souls gets a fucking one <laughs> i give it a three because i like the artwork <laughs> Uh, Lou, ten, ten, ten. Yep, he's 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 going he's going uh, Sean Spears. God, I'm quitting. Uh, I'm quitting Severed Angel. Uh, James with Book of Souls. Book of Souls. I give it a nine. I give it a six. Lou, uh, I give Book of Souls an eight. Eight. Okay, and Final Frontier. James, give it a seven. Seven. Uh, Lou, goose egg. Whoa! And I give it a six. Uh, let's see here. I think Judas Priest actually won because Manny, or you actually went and gave it a ten. So ten, three, seven. Yeah. Wow, Lou. Lou I mean, I thought ahead. I was going to be the Russian judge, but holy shit, a zero, eh? Yeah, I hate that let's fucking see. album. Ten, 
seven one i want to add these correctly because last week i got it wrong I, the wrong album won last week but the right band won because i messed up on my math so which iron made it on one last week um from which ones were they again what was it uh dance of death and matter of life and death dance yeah. of death one dance of death one okay yeah, i picked the wrong album so i got called out on it on the, yeah i had i had to na myself out of that one because i didn't get to listen to it thanks guys once again six eight six nine oops six so maiden's still in the lead though i think oh yeah yeah maiden, maiden won this a long time ago yeah but we only got one more album left so uh or one more group of albums left six you nine, yes seven. yes and uh i will be uh i will be i will be not here next week i will be uh Busy on the uh, Holland Asso Lollapalooza. Very cool. Where's that at? So that not that's a joke. Oh, no. <laughs> so, all right. Official tally is <laughs> where the hell the numbers go. It is actually Judas Priest wins this round with Redeemer of Souls. Wow, I'm shocked. Me too. Well, because you gave it an eight. So I was being honest. I mean, you gave it a ten. Sorry. Uh, I mean, we'll let, we'll let you have that one, but yeah, I I disagree heavily, obviously. And I totally respect that, uh, James. <laughs> I, honestly, it uh, I gave I gave Book of Souls more just because I, I love Speed of Light so much. I actually added it to my playlist. So, well, it's possibly possibly the most accessible single off the record. But I definitely thought Red and Black was a better song. Anyway. Yeah, uh, Maiden's one eight and Priest is one five, so we know where this is going <laughs> to end up by next week. But uh, yeah, so very interesting. Uh, what we got in the chats here? Damn it, Manny Wayne is eight, killing it on Project Resurrection. Project Resurrect, Leo. That's <laughs> not my fault. You fucking made a confusing ass name there for your band, like AKA yeah. Phoenix Rain. I'm waiting for someone to call us the Severed Angels, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go on tour with the strokes and the hives. Uh Leo uh, had too many drinks on a school night to live chat. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> but uh oh, and he says I kill it on the drums. A long island boy. I'm an island boy. All right. Well, that was fun. Can't wait for next week when we finish this stuff. Uh Thanks, Lou, what do you got going Jesus. on? Anything? Uh well tomorrow I'm gonna have uh gonna actually do a new episode of my podcast. I'll be filming it with my buddy, Matt Michelow of Michelow Beats and an actual artist from Indonesia that he recently produced. Mm-hmm. So not my first international artist. That would have, uh, that actually uh, belongs to um, Mr. Sasha Gerstner of Halloween, but I'm excited to interview this guy. I can't pronounce his name. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'll figure it out tomorrow. Um, still have three episodes that I need to edit. Uh, one with uh, William Irwin, the author of the Metallica book, mm-hmm. and uh, also another band, Signals to Noise, and the guys who did the uh, Gene Simmons Moneybag Sodas. Um, the reason why I haven't released those albums is because, well, I've been busy recording and writing with Severed Angel, which I'm happy to announce this Friday, October 21st. Our next single will be coming out. It's called Run and Hide. It'll be available on all of our streaming platforms, Apple, iTunes, Amazon, um, Spotify. You can purchase the track from our site, severedangel.bandcamp.com. Music video will premiere at midnight, Thursday night, Friday morning, midnight. And um, 
want to give a shout out to Mark Alvin Taylor of the Free uh, Form Rock Show and also Evil Scott over at 97 Underground, uh, their specialty show, Zombie Ritual Radio, for uh, adding the track to their playlist. Thank you guys very much. And um, and also, uh, Brett, I can't pronounce his last name, Scott, Scarrow, Scarrot? I don't know. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce your last name. But uh, Yes, Brett, show, thank you. Yeah. His show is called uh, Brett There Be Rock. And that is on the uh, Wallingford Radio and HRH Radio out in the UK. So uh, thank him very much for playing the new song. The new yes, track. thank you very much. He played the last song as well. So, so with this new track coming out, is it a response to someone trying to seek and destroy? Well, you, are you talking about... No, there's no political leanings behind it, if that's what you're asking. No, 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 no. Seek and Destroy, the Metallica song. Oh. <laughs> Yes, Christ. I'm trying. I'm trying to be funny here. Get it? Seek and destroy, run and hide. Yeah. Oh no, that is actually absolutely not what it's about. (laughs) Yeah, be careful (laughs) with that one. Yeah, looking not not a close shaver at all. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, not at all. Uh, what else? Uh, What do you got, James? Well, uh, no huddle on the Saturday mornings at nine thirty. Our our college football pregame show. Um, obviously i'm gonna be uh gloating quite a bit uh you're gonna see me cut another promo because tennessee got to exercise another demon this uh, thing we exercised not only the peyton manning curse but also the curse against alabama in the last second field goal where we tore down uh goalposts and threw them into the tennessee river as true rational human beings could do so and we'll also be covering the next week of college football and uh, just check it out. No huddle on the Rocky Mountain Sports Network. Thank you guys so much. Very cool. And uh, I have some interviews coming up with Formula 400 bassist. I uh, can't remember his name off the top of my head, but that'll be on Friday. And I just did an interview with uh, Max from the band Incursion, the guitar player, and a uh, very cool guy. That'll be on probably the following week. And um, I think that's it. And we're supposed to do some other show, but I, we haven't figured out a day to do that because... James will not be here, but we want to do that before James goes. You're on mute. You're on mute. Would that be our Night of the Living Dead commentary episode? Yes. Yes. That we was need to figure out a day to do that. Yeah, that's our Rat Solid Theater uh, presents Night of the Living Dead. Got to figure that out before James is not here. Uh, but that's you're acting, like I'm, you're acting like I'm gonna die. I'm going well, on vacation. We, you know, God's anything sakes. can happen. Yes, yes, my whole yeah, I'm, like four strikes you're out in a baseball game, right, Wayne? Yeah. 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 Or, or 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 wild mountains gonna jump just, up out of the plane in that. Florida. I was just gonna say that. You never know. So uh, you know, good luck. But um yeah, that's it. Redsoundreview.com, sevenangel.bandcamp.com, Spotify, iTunes, hit subscribe. Um, that's it. See you guys next week. Demoni. Thank God I'll be at this be over. <laughs>